There's so many ways women unconsciously settle in life, unknowingly declining the abundance available because of their beliefs. There's so many ways that women say no to their deepest desires because they don't understand how fear and limitations show up in their body. Too many women are saying no to themselves and it impacts all of us. I'm here to change this. I've helped thousands of women say yes to more, leaning in and allowing a life that once felt impossible. If you need one-on-one coaching or would like to join us on one of our retreats, please visit our website at www.basictobougiethepodcast.com. Welcome to Basic to Bougie, the podcast, a totally new experience, one you're sure to love. We've taken our passion of business, finance, relationships, hot topics, and more, and collided them as a sisterhood into what we now call womenhood. Join your host, Melissa Martin, the success coach, and now an author, a certified NLP life, business, and financial coach, hypnotherapy expert, and one-bed mamma-jamma businesswoman on this wild ride as we detour through life, showing you how to take the basics and turn them into what we call the bougie. Let's dive on in. Welcome, welcome. Hey guys, it's Melissa. Happy Monday. I'm back a little earlier than expected, and I am pleasantly surprised. If you're following me on the socials, then you know that I'm getting my kitchen redone, and I'm super excited because we are at finish date, so today is the day. Ah, it's going to be so nice when it's completed today. I'm super excited. I will post all of her stuff below and some pictures so you guys can see the transformation because it's wild. Um, I had really interesting conversations this morning really, really, really like deep diving, self-sabotaging versus like egocentric conversations. And they were really, really good. We have a private group that I deal with six women um, who are in my year session classes. And, you know, it's interesting what we talk about. So I wanted to dive in today with something of what we talked about a little bit, because I think that there's something in this for everyone. Not all of it, but I think that you can definitely find a piece of this that's going to fit into you. Or maybe, all of it because when I was talking about all of this and going over this step by step and hearing piece by piece of people's pains and people's triumphs and all the things in between, it was really eye-opening. So without much further ado, let's dive on in. Self-sabotage is also one of the first signs that your inner narrative is outdated, limiting, or simply incorrect because self-sabotage comes from an unconscious negative association. You know, our life is defined not only by what we think about, but also what you think of yourself. Your self-concept is an idea that you've spent your whole life building it. And it was created by piecing together inputs and influences from those around you. What your parents believe, what your peers thought, what became self-evident through your personal experiences and so on. And your self-image is difficult to adjust because your brain's confrontation bias works to affirm your pre-existing beliefs about yourself. You see, when we self-sabotage, it's often because we have a negative association between achieving the goal we aspire to and being the kind of person who has or does that thing. We all have a thing, right? We all have that thing. And our issue is that we want to be financially stable, and yet we want to keep running every effort we have to get there. 
But in order to do so, we have to go back to our first concept of money because money and how we did this or how your parents did their finances is where we get first get the concept and first learn how to grasp anything, literally anything about it. And more importantly, what or why did people tell you about it and how had they managed it? Because a lot of people don't tell you about the self-sabotaging that starts with the financial aspect of it or the financial sector of the part of this life. You know, it's a lot of the things, not to jump off course, but my other book that's coming out is Girl, Get a Life. It's all the things your mother never taught you because some of our generations, we didn't learn a lot of these things. We weren't just sat down and taught how to write a checkbook, right? How to keep your ledger going. And so when we, sub, when we talk about self-sabotage, a lot of it has to do not only with like relationships and ourselves, but a lot of it has to do with money. You know, many people who struggle financially will justify their place in life by disvowing money as a whole. They will say that all rich people are terrible. If you grew up with people who told you your entire life that people who have money are this way, then guess what? You're going to resist having it. You're going to think that it's a negative connotation Every time something glorious happens with money, your anxiety around the issue that you're self-sabotaging is usually a reflection of your limiting belief. And maybe you associate being healthy with being vulnerable because you had a parent who is perfectly healthy when they suddenly fell ill. And maybe you aren't writing your magnum opus because you don't really want to write. You just want to be seen as successful because what that will get you is praise, which is typically what people revert to when they want acceptance but haven't gotten it. Now, maybe you keep eating the wrong foods because they soothe you, but you haven't stopped to ask what they have to keep soothing you from. You say, maybe you aren't really a pessimist, but you don't know how to connect with the people in your life other than by complaining to them. Do you see the theme? Do you see this theme? It's a theme here. And in order to reconcile this, you have to begin to challenge these pre-existing ideas and then adopt new ones. You have to be able to recognize that not everybody with money is corrupt, not by a long shot. Even more importantly, given that there are people who use their money in selfish ways, it's even more important that good people with great intentions are fearless in the pursuit of acquiring this essential tool to create more time and opportunity and wellness for themselves and others. You have to recognize that being and being healthy makes you less vulnerable, not more. And that criticism comes with creating anything for the public and isn't a reason to not do it. You have to show yourself that there are many different ways to self-soothe that are more effective than unhealthy food choices and that there are far better ways to connect with others than through negativity. You see what we just did there? We just went from finances to parental to food, to healthy lifestyle, to illnesses, to being alive, right? We just went through all of that, the good and the bad, from how to have it to how to not have it, all within a change of a thought, all within the change of perspective, because it all matters. The perspective is what matters. And once you begin to really question and observe your pre-existing beliefs, you begin to see how warped and illogical some of these were all along, and not to mention distinctly holding you back from your ultimate potential, right? Because self-sabotaging comes from what's unfamiliar, and human beings experience a natural resistance to the unknown because it's essentially the ultimate loss of control. This is true even if what's unknown is benevolent or even beneficial to us. 
Self-sabotage is often the very simple product of unfamiliarity, and it is because anything that is foreign, no matter how good, will also be uncomfortable until it is also familiar. And this often leads people to confuse the discomfort of the unknown with being wrong or bad or ominous. However, it is simply a matter of psychological adjustment. Everyone has a capacity for which they allow themselves to feel good. And this is similar to what other psychologists refer to as a person's baseline or their set precedents that they eventually revert back to even if certain events or circumstances shift temporarily. You know, these small shifts compounded over time can result in in permanent baseline adjustments. However, they often don't stick because we come up with our upper limits. The reasons we don't allow those shifts to become baselines. It's because as soon as our circumstances extend beyond the amount of happiness we're accustomed to, we find ways both consciously and unconsciously to bring ourselves back to a feeling where we're comfortable. We are programmed to seek what we've known. Even though we think we're after happiness, we're actually trying to find whatever we're most used to. Because happiness is something we claim to want. But familiarity is where we end up. And wouldn't it be nice to just be happy? You know, self-sabotage comes from belief systems. And what you believe about your life is what you will make true about your life. And that's why it's so crucial to be aware of these outdated narratives and have the courage to change them. Have the courage to change the narrative of yourself. You know, I say this all the time. You do not get to narrate. You do not get to be the narrator of my life. You do not get to tell my story. You do not get to tell your version of what you think my story is because you're wrong. You're missing a lot of key pieces. And that goes the same for you. Tell the narrative of your life with the courage and the insurmountable acts of defeat or winnings that you've gained along the way. I mean, people are going to love you for you, or they're just not going to like you, or maybe they just don't like themselves, which leads to why they just don't have it for you, right? There's so many different variations to that. And the sad part to this is a lot of this has to do with the with the inner learnings that we have since a child. You know, we don't know how other people were raised, but we do know that at this point in our life, we have to take accountability for our own actions. Maybe you've gone through the majority of your life believing that a standard salary a year is a decent at a company, and maybe you'll be capable of making even more, maybe just one day, and then maybe you've spent so many years telling yourself, I am an anxious person, and you started to actually identify with being and adopting anxiety and fear into your belief system about who you fundamentally are, and maybe you were raised in a closed-minded social circle and echo that chamber. And maybe you didn't know that you could question or arrive at a new conclusion about politics or religion. I mean, we do grow every day. So do our thoughts. So do our dreams. So do our visions. So do our needs and wants and desires. And maybe you never thought you were someone who could have a great style, feel content, or travel the world. But I'm here to tell you that you can. All of these things are possible, but they all depend on on one key component, you. 
And some cases, your limiting beliefs might come from wanting to keep yourself safe. Well, duh, we all want to be safe. But you know what's just outside of that circle of safety? Huh. Adventure, life, the, the feeling of the unknown, the sexiness of the unknown, the I could be this in the unknown. I'm going to do this in the unknown. I'm going to do this in the unknown. Because maybe that's why you prefer the comfort of what you've known to the vulnerability of what you don't. And why you prefer apathy to excitement. Think that suffering makes you more worthy or believe that for every good thing in life, there must also be an accompanying bad. No, there does not have to be. You are the good. You deserve the good doesn't always have to come with the bad. That's some preconceived notion that somebody said a long time ago that we need to put to rest. And to truly heal, we are going to have to change the way you think. You're going to have to become very, very conscious of the negative and false beliefs and start shifting to a mindset that actually serves you. You know, you have to get out of denial. And maybe this preliminary information about self-sabotage resonates with you a bit, or maybe it resonates a lot, or maybe you're the small few that it doesn't resonate at all with, and that is okay. But either way, if you're here because you truly want to change your life, you are going to have to stop being in denial about your personal state of affairs because we're diving deep this season, and you're going to have to get really real with yourself, and you're going to have to decide that you love yourself too much to stop settling for less than what you really deserve. Say that to yourself again. You are going to have to get real with yourself. You are going to have to decide that you love yourself too much to stop settling for less than what you really deserve. And if you think that you could be doing better in life, you might be right. And if you think that there is more to you and more to hear to accomplish, you might be right. And if you think that you are not being your authentic self, you might be right. And it does not serve us to use endless affirmations to placate our true feelings about where we are in our journey. When we do this, we start disassociating and get stuck. In an effort to love ourselves, we try to validate everything about who we are. Yet those warm sentiments never quite seem to stick or work. Only ever temporarily numbing the discomfort. Why don't they work? Because deep down we know we are not quite being who we want to be. And until we, accept, until we accept this, we are never going to find the peace that we want. You know, when we're in denial, we tend to go into blame mode. It's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's shit. It's not ours. Couldn't be. Nope, not I. We look for anyone or anything to explain why we are the way we are. Then we just start justifying. I mean, huh, can you even? 
If you have to constantly on the near daily basis rationalize why you are unhappy about your life, you are not doing yourself any favors, babe. You are not getting any closer to creating the lasting change that you so deeply desire. And the first step in healing anything that is taking full accountability and taking full accountability of your stuff and doing it now. It is no longer being in denial about the honest truth of your life and yourself. It does not matter what your life looks like on the outside, it truly doesn't. It is how you feel on the inside. It is not okay to be constantly stressed out, panicked, and unhappy. Something is wrong. And if you, if, if the longer you try to love yourself out of realizing this, the longer you are going to suffer. The greatest act of self-love is to no longer accept a life you are happy, unhappy with. It is to be able to state a problem plainly and in a straightforward manner and find that resolve. And if you can't, then that problem is no longer yours and you have to set it free. And that is precisely what you need to do to continue truly uprooting your life and transforming it. And it is the first step towards real change. I want you to take a piece of paper and a pen and write down everything you aren't happy with. Write down very specifically every single problem you face. If you're struggling with finances, you need a very clear picture of what's wrong. Write down every debt, every bill, every asset, and every bit of income. And if you're struggling with self-image, write down exactly what you dislike about yourself. If it's anxiety, write down everything that bothers or upsets you. You must first and foremost get out of denial and into clarity about what's really, really wrong. And at this point, you have a choice. You can make peace or you can commit to change. The lingering is what's keeping you stuck. And the path begins right where you are. That's it for today, friends. We are going to jump back in maybe this week. I will kind of continue on the same path we're on. I told you we were going to really dive deep this season. And uh, so we're diving. I hope y'all have a beautiful day. And thank you for joining me here. For Basic to Bougie, I'm Melissa. Have a good day. Thank you.